Welcome to a bonus episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast, episode 148. So we are going to dive into eight ways that you can increase your visibility beyond social media. So this is something that, you know, I've done a few episodes, um, well, I've recorded a few episodes <laughs> uh, lately that will be dripping out over December and January. So depending on when you're listening to this episode, um, you're going to notice just a little bit of shift in some of the things that I talk a little bit more about because I'm so passionate about not only helping people understand the possibilities beyond social media, but that like in order to grow a big business, you have to you have to implement things in your business that are beyond social media. So we have to go beyond you spending all of your effort on Instagram. We have to go beyond you putting all of your eggs into like Instagram or TikTok. So let's talk about eight additional things you can do to get some visibility in your business. And when I say visibility, that means let people, new people to discover you. Um, Visibility is so important if you want to grow a product-based business. You have to get visibility. You have to be present on multiple places so people can discover you, find you, on many different places and then you can nurture them and make the sale okay let's dive into it this is a bonus episode so i'm going to try to keep this uh short and sweet as possible so in no particular order um and you're gonna like you might be surprised by a couple of things that i'm going to mention today because they're things that i haven't um exactly really talked about much but you know i'm all about giving you some new ideas and these are all things that like I see so much potential in. So the first thing that you can do to get major fucking visibility for your business beyond social media is getting on other people's podcasts. So getting podcast um, features. So some of you may have your own podcast. Some of you or most of you likely do not have your own podcast. So getting on other people's podcasts is one of the most I don't want to say the word innovative because it's not innovative at all. However, I do think that a lot of product people are not making an effort to get on podcast. I think you think, oh, I just sell a product. Why would I go on a podcast? No one cares, but they do care. And there's a lot of angles that you can, you know, use to get on people's podcasts. So I see this as a really big opportunity for people to leverage in 2023. I think this is such a missed, it's not a missed opportunity, but I think for a lot of you, it's an opportunity that it can get you a lot of visibility for your business. And like the biggest thing that I, that I really want to stress constantly is like putting your effort into the things today that are going to help your business grow organically and evergreen in two months, in six months, in one year. And getting on people's podcasts will do that for you because of two reasons. One, most podcasts, um, you know, they're putting the podcast episode on either a blog or they're putting it on like, let's say YouTube or they're taking clips and they're putting those on social media. I know I'm not talking about social media at all. However, um, these are all ways that people can discover you. So I just mentioned three different discovery points. Um, but when people put a podcast episode on a blog or YouTube, that content is evergreen. So which means it's on a search engine. 
And when you have a piece of content on a search engine, it's going to keep getting shuffled out over and over and over and over and over time. So you might do a podcast episode with someone in January in 2023, but their blog or their YouTube channel will continue to grow and get more content. And that one piece of content will still get shuffled out to people that are searching for things. So for me, like, helping you get to get on more podcasts is it's a really like actually a new goal of mine but it's something that I'm like really really passionate about because I think it's an it's a it's a new thing that you likely have not even considered yet and I know that because I have my own podcast which you're listening to right now and there's a lot of you that I've reached out to and I'm like hey I would love to have you on my podcast you know we could do like a female founder story type episode where you can talk about you know, your, the story, like what your, why, why did you start a business? What did it look like in the early days? Um, what tips would you give to new people starting out? Like just kind of like basic things like that, but people love those types of episodes. Those are some of those episodes on my podcast are some of my most downloaded ones. And then the other angle, um, at least on my podcast is like, what, what have you done in your business? Like one specific area of expertise that you could come and talk about. So whether it's like you grew an affiliate marketing program, you know, to $30,000 months or something, or like, you know, you, you crack the code on getting features and gift guides or something like that. So everybody has something that they've probably figured out a really great thing to do. And um, at least for my podcast, those are things that I'm always looking for. But when it comes to other people's podcasts, honestly, the, the opportunities here are endless there is niche specific podcasts, there's industry specific podcasts, there are like people like me who have product business and e-commerce type podcasts. Like there's so much opportunity and like this is such a thing that I see as a big way for you to get a lot of visibility in your business. <clears throat> um and again, we're going to be including this in my cultish product program that is really available for you right now, depending on when you're listening to join the waitlist or submit your application. It's going to be a three month program that I am so ridiculously like lit up about, but we're going to be covering this as one of our areas to help you get visibility is how do you get in people's podcasts? Like how do you create your um, pitch? What's your strategy on outreach and all that kind of good stuff. As someone who's now had a podcast for over two years, um, both myself, like getting on other people's podcasts has been a huge goal of mine in 2022. And it's going to really be a big goal in 2023. And then also just my experience of getting pitched all the time, like the good, the bad, the ugly of getting pitched. Like, what do you do? What not to do? And I have lived this for two years now because I get people emailing me all the time wanting to be in the podcast. And like, there's so many mistakes. <laughs> there's so many things that um, these people are not doing right. And, you know, when I do get a good pitch, it's very well noted. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you for this awesome pitch. Thank you for not sending me some bullshit, like copy and paste hack job. Thank you for spelling my name correctly. So anyway, getting a people's podcast is going to be a huge way to get visibility in your business. And I really encourage you to be open-minded to go for that for 2023 and beyond. Okay. 
The second one is going to be a different one for you. You're going to probably be a little bit surprised I'm going to even mention this is starting a YouTube channel. So again, I know this is likely something that you have not even potentially considered yet because I talk to you. I talk to you in my you know, e-commerce society community group. I talk to you as one-on-one clients. Um, you know, if you're in any of my programs or we're friends on Instagram or something, like I'm always asking questions. I ask a lot of, I do a lot of polls in my Instagram stories and I share a lot of the things that happen behind the scenes of my own business. And YouTube has been something that I started, I don't know, I think it was about two years ago is when I started my channel. I did six months, maybe I think six months of consistent um, once a week videos. So I do have, you know, a good chunk of videos on my YouTube channel. Um, you know what? That's not true. I was not consistent. What am, what am I even talking about? I was not consistent. <laughs> um, I had a amazing video um, editor, Jess. I'll tag her below. She was actually on the podcast. Um, I think it was early 2022 talking about video marketing. But anyway, um, I was not consistent actually. And then after about six months, I realized I needed to take a break from YouTube and it wasn't because I didn't like YouTube. It wasn't like, wasn't because of anything on YouTube. It was because I didn't have great systems in place. And I'm not going to go into that too much on this episode, but I will have more episodes coming up on systems because systems can make or break your business. They can turn something like having a YouTube channel into something that feels like dreadful disaster Verse something like for me, my podcast, we have like, n- like nailed down the systems, the processes, like it's so, it's such a well-oiled machine for me. And that's why it's easy for me. Um, but YouTube wasn't like that. And I found, I was, I found it difficult to, um, yeah, it, it was the systems. Like I would have, like, for example, I would do a video. I would create a video on, I don't know, like, let's just say affiliate marketing or something. I would give that to the girl who edited the videos for me. I would upload it to ClickUp. Um, she would do the video for me. She would send me the video back. She would also do a um, thumbnail and she would do a uh, Instagram story, like a little video clip on the on the video. And then I would have to go into YouTube. I would have to add the video. I would have to <clears throat> put the description in and all that. And again... I had no systems in place. And when I look back at the reason I hated doing, I didn't hate it, but the reason that it didn't work for me was that I didn't have, again, like good systems in place. So like for my podcast, everything goes into a Google Sheet doc. We call it the episode tracker. So every single episode, the date it's going to come out, um, did I like a, a little column like, are the show notes written? Have I uploaded it to ClickUp? Because my podcast producer, I uploaded it to ClickUp and then she, you know, creates the magic for me and then she uploads it into the pod- podcast software. So it's it's just so easy for me. I create the episode. I do this, what I'm doing right now. Um, I add it to the Google Drive. I add the link into ClickUp and then it's it's done. Or if I'm doing a bonus episode like today, I just record it, download the episode, upload it to the podcast Um thing. It's not edited and that's okay. Like I love doing these bonus episodes, but they are authentic. They're not edited. They're not polished. Um, my podcast producer, you know, she does work the magic on the, you know, the sound and the quality, 
But for me, like right now, I'm in this kick of like, I just want to do more episodes and I'm okay if they're not always polished. So anyway, so I have a really good system for a podcast, but I didn't do that for YouTube. So I would get a video back from, from my video person and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't even remember what the video was about. Like, cause I didn't write no, I didn't have any notes for the video. And then I would have to be like, oh, now I have to go into YouTube. I have to like pull up. It was it, like the, the lack of systems when I did YouTube was so like, it's absurd to me now. <laughs> Cause now like two years later, I have, I still like systems for me as a work in progress, but like my systems have improved like a million percent since I started YouTube. And, um, it's just, it's kind of laughable how, ridiculous my setup was. I'd have to go into YouTube. I'd have to go into the YouTube studio. I'd, I'd then like pull all the ca- the notes from that video and then copy those to the new video while I uploaded it. And then I have to be like, oh, I have to write a new description and I have to like add different links. It was such a fucking hot mess and it was my own fault. It was just, it's lack of systems. So after six months, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I take a break from YouTube. And um, so I took a break and then I would spend like sporadically add different videos here and there, like just on my own, like screen recordings or like, I don't know, I did a couple of videos where I walk people through how to set something up in an email marketing software, like how to create a pop-up in Clevia or something stupid. So I kind of like just did my own little videos like that, but they weren't like properly like good quality edited YouTube videos. But but I, I oftentimes still share my YouTube statistics with you because I'm just constantly blown away. And I want to give you a caveat here that starting in January of 2023, so likely when you're listening to this episode, I am diving back into doing YouTube. I'm going to have um, a virtual assistant edit my videos for me and have her post the videos for me because I realize I don't mind making the video. I don't like the other stuff after. Like I don't want to have to go and like write the description and then come up with the links and then do the like do this research for um the tags. Like I like to create the thing. I don't want to do the like <clears throat> I don't want to do the admin work after. So, you know, it's important that you know what you like and what you don't like when you're doing a business so you can like outsource the stuff that you don't like to do. So anyway, um I am going to have a virtual assistant do this for me because for me, it's YouTube is, is really, really important for me to get back into and be consistent and have good systems in place. So the reason I bring up YouTube is because the growth on the YouTube platform is unlike anything that I have ever, 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 ever seen. And I'm going to, as I'm talking right now, I'm just going to like really quickly pull up my YouTube stats because I just want to share them with you and I want to share them with the context of like, I literally, (laughs) I'm not even joking. I don't do anything with YouTube. Like I literally don't do anything. Even when I had my channel, I did not promote it. I would do some of those little like, um, what's it called? I would do the like Instagram story clips that Jess would send me. Sometimes I would post them on my Instagram. Sometimes I would not post them. Um, I didn't even put the YouTube videos on a blog, which is stupid. But I just like didn't make an, I I feel like I don't, I wanted to do YouTube, but I didn't want to put in the effort. And so I really half-assed it, honestly, totally half-assed it. But I want to just give you some analytics because 
like I said, I've never seen a, I've never seen a channel that gives you the growth and discoverability that YouTube can do, honestly. So I'm pulling out my analytics right now. So I just want to, again, just paint the picture. My first video was January of 20, was it 2021? That feels like a really long time ago. Hold on. I'm going to look at my first video. <clears throat> um, just give me one sec. Because I'm literally looking at my analytics right now. Um, so my first like proper video was in... Was it January? Yeah, it was. So it was January of 2021. Um, I don't even know what my first video was. But anyway, so I posted, you know, a few videos off and on throughout the next six months. And my I just continued to like get views and views without promoting it anywhere. It's just on YouTube, honestly. So for example, like the last month, the last 30 days of my YouTube channel... I've had 1,700 views. So 1,700 to you might not seem like a big deal, but 1,700 views that I have not, I, I haven't done a single thing to like get any of those views. It's just from people finding me on, on YouTube or they go to Google and they search. Um, this past 30 days, I've had um, 178 watch hours. So 178 hours of people watching videos on my channel the last 30 days and then the last 30 days I've gotten 44 subscribers. So my point here is that you know I'm getting thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of views every single month doing zero effort, not promoting the videos anywhere. They're just housed in YouTube and people will find them. And I have one video that I'm trying to look at the analytics um quickly and it's obviously I don't have any of this information like ready to talk about but as I'm talking about it I'm like it probably makes sense for me to share some of the analytics in here um but if I go back to like my YouTube channel and I can link that in the show notes below here so you can kind of take a peek if you want to knowing that I am going to be revamping this in 2023 so my most popular video has 25,000 views and the video is how to start and launch a subscription box business. I posted it about a year, uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago or less actually, maybe like less than a year and a half ago. Um, literally don't promote it anywhere. It just sits on YouTube and it's gotten 25,000 views. I have other videos that range from like 50 views to two hundreds to two thousands, um, Every video that I've posted has at least a couple hundred views, but the point here is that YouTube is a massive, massive, massive opportunity, and where I see a lot of opportunity for the product people is doing a lot of simple, like there's a lot of things that you could do with YouTube, but you could do something simple like behind the scenes, vlog style, um, there's a lot of opportunity, but YouTube is a search engine. It's the second biggest search engine owned by Google. If you're not considering YouTube, you're missing an opportunity here. So that's why I wanted to share a little bit about my own analytics on YouTube because, again, like getting getting tens of thousands of views per year on videos that I made two years ago that 
quite frankly, were pretty bad and I don't promote it anywhere. So something that I created two years ago is getting me views today. And like, for me, that's such an important point to make because for you, like I know a lot of you are spending all of your time on Instagram or TikTok and you're not putting things in place to get those organic views. So what you create today is being found and discovered a year, two years from now. So YouTube is a massive, massive, massive opportunity here. Okay, which leads me to the next channel that I want to mention. And some of you might consider this social media, but I do not consider this social media in any capacity. Um, Pinterest. So Pinterest is, I believe, is more of a search engine. And you'll notice here, like I'm mentioning a lot of things for you. There are going to be a lot more like, how do you get discovered by search engines? How do you, how do you get discovered, you know, in this evergreen flow where people just find you organically from searching for things? So Pinterest is literally like a traffic machine. It truly, truly, truly is. Um, I don't have a lot of episodes on the podcast on Pinterest. I probably should do some more, but like, for example, uh, my client who I, you know, talk about quite a bit on, on the podcast, but anyway, you know, I started their Pinterest account for them. Um, I think it's about three years ago and, you know, they create blogs, not consistently anymore, but (laughs) we did for a while. And, um, you know, we have basically like just to give you some analytics here so right now they're averaging um anywhere between 700,000 to a million monthly impressions every single month on their Pinterest account 700,000 to a million impressions from people um does that mean that they're getting a, a million people that are going to their website every month absolutely not only a percentage of those actually turn into people visiting the website, but they get traffic. Pinterest is their number one traffic source um, out of everything else. And so what we've done for them is, you know, we create a blog and then on Pinterest, we go and create what, what are called pins. And what a pin is, is just like, it's kind of like a post. So on Instagram, you take an image or a video, you post it, you have some sort of a caption. There's a call to action. Pinterest is the same exact thing, except it's not social media. So follower count doesn't matter. You're not there to engage with people. People go to Pinterest to find things. They go to Pinterest to find ideas, inspiration, um, even shopping. Pinterest is now a a shopping channel. So basically, um, yeah, so you create little pins and then you direct them back to the web, your website, your Instagram accounts, um, your blog posts. And people go to Pinterest, they search for something, or they go to Google and search for something. Pinterest stuff shows up on Google, and that's important to note. And people will then click on it, and they're like, ooh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to click on the link, and then they go to the website or your blog post. So Pinterest is a traffic machine, absolute traffic machine. And the best part about what you can do now, like Pinterest wants more video content. So if you're art, and I'm not talking about social media, however... If you're already creating stuff on Instagram or TikTok and you're creating reels or TikTok videos, you can literally download those videos and just upload those to Pinterest as Pinterest video pins. So if you're already putting in the effort on these other places, you can just like repurpose that content and 100% not create any new content, just create video pins using that video that you've already made it, that you've already created and you now have a Pinterest strategy. You know, of course you want to do more, 
But if you're just looking to get started, that's going to get you major momentum very quickly because Pinterest, like other places, wants video content. So if you're not leveraging Pinterest, you are missing an opportunity. And you might be saying to yourself, oh, Pinterest is only for people like who have home decor brands. Literally not true. Um, my client who I talk about, who I just talked about, like how the you know, I think right now they're getting, um, I don't know, eight to 900,000 impressions per month. They are in the pet space. My business was on Pinterest, also the pet space. Um, a lot of my clients I work with in a variety of industries that use Pinterest, you know, none of them have home decor. Actually, one person does have home decor. So anyway, um, if your target audience is female, then Pinterest is great for you. Depending on which niche you're in, like Pinterest will be better for you. But Pinterest is, is incredible, honestly. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Okay, um, let's keep moving along the little list here. So we've talked about getting on other people's podcasts. We've talked about YouTube channel. We've talked about Pinterest. The next one I'm going to talk about is affiliate marketing. And I have an amazing affiliate marketing podcast episode coming out uh, next week where I share all the dirt on my affiliate marketing program, how I grew it, um, how I made 20,000 in sales the first year doing literally nothing with it. It's incredible. So affiliate marketing is something that you're going to be hearing more from me this year. And again, when it comes to my programs and how I'm going to help people in 2023, we are going to be covering affiliate marketing in my cultish product program. So if you are looking to either start or grow your affiliate marketing program, so either you've launched it and it's just not really like it's not doing much, or you want to launch an affiliate marketing program, um, you should check out the cultish product program. It's going to be really, really great for you. You can check that in the show notes. Um, so affiliate marketing is great for a, a variety of reasons. Um, affiliate marketing is where you have a program. People can sign up for it. Generally, they're going to be creators, influencers, like bloggers, YouTubers, and they will basically promote your product for you. So the reason I like affiliate marketing and some of the other things I'm going to talk about today is that they don't rely on you doing a lot of the work. Like, yes, you have to set up the program. And yes, like, of course, you have to have strategy on outreach and things like that. But for the most part, like 90% of affiliate marketing are other people talking about you, promoting you. And I love that. So um, yeah, affiliate marketing. I'm not going to go too much into this because we do have a very long episode <laughs> coming out about it um, next week. But affiliate marketing should be on your radar, especially if you're an established brand. Like if you're already doing well in your business and you're looking to get to the next level and you don't have an affiliate marketing program, I highly recommend you do so. It was a game changer for me. And when you have an affiliate program, you're more likely to get featured in gift guides, other people's blogs, um, features in the media like BuzzFeed and places like that if you do have an affiliate marketing program. Okay, next up on the list of eight ways to increase your visibility beyond social media is going to be like the next thing that leads into from talking about an affiliate program are things like PR media and trying to get on people's gift guides. So this is like a no-brainer. And I'm going to probably focus a little bit more on the gift guide angle because it's just, it's very relevant for product people. So again, if you have an affiliate program, you're going to have a much easier time on getting in on gift guides. But essentially, like you want to be able to look at your competitors 
and go through some of their stuff and like where are they where have they been featured what kind of articles what kind of like gift guides you can literally go through your competitors even there's many ways you can do this one you can just google them this is if you're like well i don't know how to do it literally just google your competitor and then put the word gift guide in google and you're going to see all the different gift guides they're featured in you can go through all those you know articles and basically reach out to the writer and say, hey, like we have a great product too. We would love to be included in your next gift guide, or we would love to be added to that article. Um, you know, we have an affiliate program. We offer ten percent commission. Blah 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 blah. So you got to be a little bit creative here. You got to do some outreach. You have to like think outside the box. But essentially, if you're looking for like the easiest way to get in gift guides, that's one of the easiest ways. There are other websites like um, Help a Reporter, H-A-R-O.com, where you can sign up and you get um, notifications of, you know, journalists and bloggers and writers who are looking to, like, basically looking for people like you to add into gift guides and articles and things like that. So um, this is going to be a really, I would say, easy way to grow your business in 2023 and beyond, but it's a really, really good way to get visibility in your business is getting on gift guides. And then the PR and media part, I kind of clump together, although it's definitely like a complex, like there's a lot of opportunity when it comes to like PR and media, like, you know, pitching stories to editors and like, you know, writing a story and then pitching it to people. There's obviously a lot that goes into that. But I would say when it comes to gift guides, that's going to be the easiest like route for you to take. Okay, the next thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about influencer marketing. So this is kind of like a no-brainer, but I have to mention it. I'm working with influencers, and, you know, when I say working with influencers, for the most part, I'm referring more to, like, micro-influencers. This is still, like, this is not going to go away. (laughs) Um, Working with influencers is going to still continue to be a huge way to get visibility for your business without you having to do a lot of the work. And I know a lot of you, because a lot of you in my um, community group, the e-commerce society, you know, you've posted about like working with influencers or you've tried to reach out to influencers and either they haven't responded to you or they're trying to charge you like, you know, 10 grand for one post, you know, that kind of stuff is going to happen to you. You're going to get people that don't respond to you. You're going to get people that are like, Hey, if you want me to talk about your product, send me free product in, it's going to be $2,000. Like, you're going to have to do all that shit. That's what we all have to do. Um, anyone that has a product business, you have to kind of figure out that sweet spot that you're willing to either invest and spend or you're not willing to invest and spend. That's your decision. Like for my business, I did not pay any influencers. Things have changed a bit. Like now a lot more people want investment. They want money. So for you, you have to be really, you have to be very aware of like, the return on investment that you can expect. And like for me, if this was my business, you know, I'd rather take that $500,000 and I'd rather get like a YouTube unboxing, for example, because again, that's going to show up on a search engine that lives on forever versus like if someone, if you pay $1,000 to get like an Instagram reel or something or like a story that shows up for a couple of days and then kind of gets buried amongst the shit of social media. So I would always invest in things that are going to get me the longevity, which is going to be like a blog feature, a blog write-up, 
or um, a, a YouTube unboxing, which again, like I'm not, this is like a separate thing from YouTube that I talked about, but this is still a major, major, major opportunity when it comes to working with influencers. Influencers are also creators and that includes YouTube. YouTube creators are a huge opportunity. Like I just told you about starting a YouTube channel and my own data from from YouTube. You know, it that shit gets pushed out and people find it. It's crazy. So that's where I would rather advise you on investing is either a TikTok video or um, working with a micro-influencer in either getting a blog write-up or a... Um, what was I saying? YouTube um, unboxing. And then when it comes to like investing, not investing, like again, that's up to you. You have to do your due diligence. There's a lot of people on, there's a lot of influencers that charge a lot of money and they don't have the right audience for you. The audience isn't the perfect fit. And if you're not laser focused on that, You're going to spend money on an influencer relationship, but it's not going to lead to any sales for you. And I also want to mention too, like, because I know I had one client that I worked with um, this past year and she had sent product to, you know, a micro influencer. And I think the girl did TikTok video for her or I don't know, TikTok or Instagram reels or something. And she, you know, she told me like, I, you know, I spent, I don't know how much she spent, $200, And like, again, an influencer relationship doesn't mean you're going to have to spend $1,000. It could be $100. It could be $200. Like there are, there is a range of cost here, but if you, you know, sometimes you just have to be willing to like try. And if it's a $200 investment to get your brand in front of like this awesome audience, who's like your perfect niche, then you might want to consider it, you know? Um, I know I worked with another person um, and she's also in my community group, but she worked with a influencer that was a really, really, really good niche for her. And she did have to spend quite a bit of money to get, um, I think it was Instagram story. I think, I think I forget what their agreement was. I want to say maybe one reel. And she like talked about the product. She talked about the brand. And then I think it was like maybe also one story. And she got like, She got a lot of sales from that order, from that post. So it totally depends. And sometimes you have to be willing to try it out. However, if you're not making any money, don't invest in a $1,000, you know, collaboration. You know what I mean? Um, Wait till you're actually making money. And I have a lot of opinions on working with influencers, but you have to get creative here. You have to get crafty and you have to know where you're going to get the best return on investment. And so for me, like... I like, like, and I always give you examples of like what I would do if I had a product-based business today, what I would do. And I would put more investment. And again, like paying an influencer, that's part of your marketing budget. You know, Um, I think you think that everything is free, but like, in fact, there's a cost to acquire a customer and paying an influencer, that's part of your marketing budget. That's part of like customer acquisition. But if I were doing it over, I would literally double down on, and you're not going to be surprised that I say this, I would double down on YouTube. I would find YouTube people and send them product and they would do unboxings and, and things like that. So it would be like more of an unboxing um, influencer thing. That's the first thing that I would be focused on is I would find people on YouTube because two things. One, you're getting your 
you're you're one getting your product on a evergreen search engine um two so again like your video will show up years down the line just like i told you about my youtube videos like i do nothing to promote them i created them two years ago they still get views today um but you but youtube is video and so if someone is sitting there showcasing your product talking about it showing the packaging people will sit there and watch that especially if they have a good relationship with the with the youtuber and it builds a lot of connection and so someone will sit there and watch the whole unboxing video of your product it might be five minutes long it might be 20 minutes long but they've not they're now invested and they're much more willing to buy your product because they've just they've seen the whole process from start to finish they've seen a person that they like and trust talk about your product so for me i think youtube is way 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 more of a trust building platform and like I know for people like YouTube accounts I follow, um, I don't follow that many of them, but the ones that I watch, I'll just watch any of their random videos. Like they have very random videos and I'll watch a lot of them. Like I was watching one this morning. She was talking about her house renovation. Then she was doing a report on her analytics and she was talking about something else random. And it was just like this random shit of videos. But because I like her, I'll kind of watch whatever she has. So that's just one idea for influencer marketing. Um, there's so much opportunity with influencer marketing. You got to find your thing, your niche, um, and see what kind of will work for you. Okay, let's move on. We are running out of time here. Um, the second to last thing I'm going to talk about is customer referral programs. This is such an important one. It's such an important one. So getting visibility from your business through your customers. This super, super, super easy. Your customers like no one trust you. They've already bought from you. They're more likely to one, buy again, two, refer their friends and family and followers. So if you have a customer referral program, which is essentially similar to an affiliate program, but they are very, very different. Your customer referral program is exclusively for your customers. So your customers generally will buy your product. And then there's, there's going to be some sort of an invitation, like, you know, refer your friends and family or like, you know, I know Primally Pure, for example, their their thing on their website is um, give 10, get 10. So if you refer a friend or a family or whoever, um, you get $10 off a purchase, future purchase, and then that friend gets $10 off their purchase. So customer referral programs are just an incredible way to get in front of all of your customers audiences. So again, we're always looking at how can we grow our business without putting in a lot of the work on our end? And that's customer referral programs. And again, when it comes to um, learning more about customer referral programs, we're going to be covering this in my cultish product program. So if you're wondering like, how can I leverage all of my amazing customers and get in front of their audiences um, and make the easiest sales in my business that I could ever imagine. Then again, join the waitlist or put in your application. This program starts in February and January is when we're, the applications will go out and we're going to be doing, you know, it's just going to be so fun. I cannot wait for this program. Um, but we're going to be covering a lot of the stuff that we're talking about in this episode, because I really believe that for your business to grow and you not getting completely burnt out, we want to be focusing on marketing that other people are doing for us. And that's what my cultish program, 
cultish product program a lot of the focus is on is like leveraging our customers to sell for us leveraging our customers to be our like brand evangelists um, and then also visibility beyond social media so my program cultish product contains zero about social media it's all the things that you can do to grow your business that you set up once and then it's just like maintenance for it and they get you sales so i'm so excited about that anyway um so that's going to be a huge one and then lastly is pushing your customers to create ugc content for you so user generated content and this is kind of like twofold because part of it is like Okay, your customers can create content for you that you can then use, but also a lot of the times your customers will create content for you that they'll also post for you. So that's kind of the angle here of how you would get visibility from that. So UGC is user-generated content. So essentially like it's when you see a video on Instagram or TikTok where either it's like someone talking about a product or just being like, oh my God, I just tried this primarily pure moisturizer. Like, I love it so much. It's da 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 Or the, it's like a video of someone using a product. So that's kind of UGC. And it could be a variety of like an influencer created that content for you. Um, I don't know, a customer created it for you. Like there's a variety of like definitions of, of what UGC is. Um, I consider user-generated content either customer content or like you've worked with an influencer and they've created it for you. And it's essentially just a clip, a video clip of the person, whether they talk about your product or they're using your product or they're showcasing your product in a very natural way, using voiceovers, using music, using like text on image or text on video, like um, I forget what it's called. Like, yeah, just text on video, like kind of like captions. Um, that's UGC. And we want to be getting our customers to create this for us. And I have all sorts of strategies. Again, I'm going to share this in my cultish product program. Um, shameless plug throughout this whole episode. But like these are things that they helped me scale my business to 20K plus months for my Dapper Dog business. You know, they helped me to grow my business where I didn't rely on social media. And so these are things that I'm, I want to help you with. I want to help you implement this in your business because as, as I've had now, you know, multiple businesses, I'm really aware of just people working too much, (laughs) like working too much, putting so much pressure on ourselves and you're not really creating a business around the life that you want. And so that's going to be just something that I talk about a bit more over the next year because it's something that I've made the transformation with my own business in life. And I really want to help you kind of do the same. And like to create a business around the life that you want means creating better systems, outsourcing more and getting other people to market your business for you, which is exactly what the, this entire episode is about. Every single thing that I've mentioned here for the most part it's other people doing stuff for you with the exception of Pinterest and starting a YouTube channel. But everything else is like other people are marketing your business for you. And that's kind of what you want. So anyway, you want to encourage your customers to create these like little, you know, authentic video, social media. I'm sorry, not social media, just like video clips of your content or brand or product. And then there again, there's going to be two things that will happen. One is they share that with you organically, like they post it on their on their own accounts, whether it's, you know, a YouTube channel, whether it's 
Instagram or TikTok, whatever. And that's where you're going to get visibility. So it's kind of like a two-part thing. Um, but then the other part of it is that they just create it and they either like just send it to you or you establish like a paid trend, like an influencer relationship thing where they create the content for you and then you just post it. So there's a couple opportunities here, but when your customers in particular, so I'm going to use the customer route, when your customers create these little like authentic clips for your business for you and post it on their channels, that's how you're going to get the visibility. So it's, again, it's not just like the content, it's more the content and they post it for you. So this happened to my, like with Dapper Dog Box, I had a monthly photo contest. Each month I would choose a couple people and they would, I would promote it as you would get a free box of dog, you know, goodies. And I made it like I made it a big deal in my business. Like I made it this big thing. And so all my customers would try to compete to win the, the get the free, like people love free shit. Like free stuff is a motivator for people. You have to incentivize people. And so it started off with me just getting like, you know, a couple of people that would enter each month. And then by the time I sold my business, I literally was getting like hundreds of people posting stuff every single month. And so what happens is they're posting about my brand and my product and it's going in their audiences. So I'm getting so much extra visibility with no effort really on my end, like giving people a $40 product, big deal. I'm getting hundreds of new user-generated content, video images, clips. They're tagging me on social media. They're tagging me on stories. Um, I mean, that is, that's the magic right there. You're getting in front of other people's audiences and you're not really doing anything. So anyway, those are the eight things. I'm curious which of these eight things you have the most interest in learning about, you have the most interest in implementing in 2023 or beyond. And again, um, a lot, quite a few of the things I covered today are going to be featured in my cultish product program. This is my brand new program that I am literally lit the fuck up about creating, about doing. It's a three month, um, I ca I'm calling it a mastermind type program um, because you are going to be getting, you know, a variety of like one-on-one -on -one access, mentorship, community, coaching, um, like lessons, blueprints. So it's kind of like a lot of different things you're going to get access to. But the reason I'm super excited about this program is exactly what I talked about on this episode. It's this program is going to help you to like just create this magnetic brand that people are obsessed with, but that people can discover. That's the biggest thing. Like if you're only discoverable on one place like Instagram, your business is, is going to cap and like you're putting all of your eggs into one basket. What happens if your Instagram account gets hacked and it gets taken away? How are you going to grow a business? So this is something that I'm just... I've, I'm, I've always been passionate about it because that's how I grew my business. But the more I, like the more that I've been talking to people in my community group, for example, I've had one-on-one -on -one clients, um, all the things I've been doing over the last, you know, two and a half years has kind of really led me to this understanding of like, I have to help people create a brand that can kind of like live on without their day-to-day -day things. So helping you to get a brand that can get views, get discover discoverability um, every single day without you showing up on social media. So say you're like, hey, I don't want to post on Instagram for an entire month. My business will still live on because I have affiliate partnerships. Um, 
Um, I, I'm in gift guides. I have a constant thing where I'm getting featured on people's YouTube channels. Um, yeah, and all these different things. And that's going to help you to create sales without you having the hustle, the day that like the daily day-to-day hustle of everyday life. So that's what the program is about. And I'm, like I said, I'm very, very, very excited about it. And if you are interested, you again can join the waitlist or put in your application, depending on when you're listening to this. But our first go at this is going to be February of 2023. And yeah, I'm just, I feel like this is going to be a game changer and I'm really fucking excited. All right, my friends. Um, I hope you like this episode. And again, let me know which of those eight things you're interested in doing in 2023. Send me a DM on Instagram and just let me know. All right. I'll talk to you later.